0: Welcome to Lola's Frugal Life Podcast. If you're on a mission to be more frugal with both your time and money, you're in the right place. In this podcast, we talk about topics that help enhance living a frugal lifestyle. The goal is to save time and money where we can so that we can use the rest on what matters most to us. We talk a lot about both time and money management so that we can waste as little as possible on both. We do this while also embracing a progress over perfection mindset. If that sounds good to you, then please stick around for the latest episode right after a few quick words from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Lola's Frugal Life podcast. So a couple quick updates before I get into today's topic. Um, I mentioned last week that I was taking a day off to get some things organized in my bedroom to um, kind of make room for a new large jewelry box that I received for Christmas that I really, really love. So I did do that um, last Monday. I got it all set up. I moved things around. I reorganized everything. I got rid of a ton of um, throw blankets that we had. We had so many throw blankets. It was ridiculous. And I had them in like a chest in my family room and then in an ottoman in my family room. And then... Um, thrown over couches, we just had a ridiculous number of throw blankets, like more than we could possibly ever need at any given time. So I wound up um, getting rid of some of those too, because I wanted to put some things that were in my room up in my closet. And I just kind of had to move things around. So I wound up using a chest for board games instead of blankets. So it kind of just led to getting rid of all the blankets, but it felt good to kind of do that too. So that was really great to get all that done. And now my jewelry box is set up really nice and I can see everything I have. It's got really nice spots to hang necklaces and hang earrings. And I really love it because before that, I just had a jewelry box that was kind of like a mess of all things stuck together and i couldn't find anything i had and it was just a disaster so i'm really loving that and then um so i guess that could count as a loving lately because i'm loving the jewelry box but i was also going to mention that i've been loving um watching shows on hbo like one or two episodes on friday nights we don't really do like the whole binge watching thing but like on a friday or saturday night we'll watch like one episode of a show so um the last time the last show that we watched was Oh my gosh. I can't remember the name of it now. It's the girl who her mom, um, basically like abused her by pretending that she had all of these, um, different diseases that she didn't really have. And she wound up murdering her and went to jail and now she's out. And it's like a whole big story, but we watched that first. And then now we're watching, um, I think it's called the Curious Case of Natalia Grace or something like that, but it's about the woman who um, had a disability and she was um, very small and they were debating if she's the age she was or she was older or they, she checked the parents or didn't or whatever. I don't really know what's the truth of the story. I'm just having fun watching it right now. Um, but anyway, so we've been watching one episode of that um, kind of each weekend. So we've been having fun doing that. It's not something we normally really had done before, but it's kind of just been something fun to do during the winter, um, something fun to look forward to on a Friday night. So anyway, that's kind of what we've been doing for a little bit of entertainment. Um, so anyway, so let's get into today's topic. So today, I want to talk about budgeting. Again, um, the reason that this topic, I mean, I do this topic periodically anyway, but the reason I wanted to do it now is because someone in our Facebook group um, had m- mentioned either posed a question or responded to something. I can't remember the context of it at the moment. Um, but she was questioning about budgeting styles and um, the, the one specific question that kind of stood out was she had asked, how am I, meaning me, um, able to kind of track my expenses in such detail and how do I have enough time? And she doesn't feel like she has the time to do that um, and probably doesn't want to take the time to do that, I'm assuming. Um, and it made me think about how a lot of times I think when I talk about some of these. Um, Frugal topics and budgeting and managing your money, I kind of probably maybe talk about it in a way um, where I'm assuming everyone's tracking to that level of detail because to me it comes naturally. It's something I actually enjoy, which I know sounds weird to some people for sure, but I kind of really like to see every dollar only because it kind of makes me feel a little bit more in control of where everything's going and that I know kind of I don't have to worry about stuff because I know what's going out, where it's going, what's being spent where, and, um, you know, it helps me like save up little bits of money for different things, which I really actually enjoy doing. And I do it every day just as part of like my morning routine. So it doesn't take me a lot of time because I do it every single day. Um, But at the same time, I realized that that's not necessarily enjoyable for someone to do as part of their morning routine every day. So I wanted to talk about um, different ways to approach budgeting today. And budgeting is so important because it really kind of helps you make sure that you're getting the most out of your money. So, as you know, sometimes, you know, people associate being on a budget, meaning that you're struggling. But budgeting really just helps you get the most out of your money, regardless of your current financial situation. No matter what your income level is, it never feels good to not know what is happening with the money that you make. And using a budget just kind of allows us to see... Uh, what we have available to spend, and decide how we want to spend or save what is available after paying our bills. It can also help us decide if there are things we can cut back on to make room for something else. Sometimes we just get used to paying for something, but we might not really be thinking about how much its value is to us until we kind of start digging into the budget, and then we might find that it's not really of great value, and maybe we'd rather use the money for other things. And it just kind of feels feels good to know that you're in control of where your money's going. Um, if you don't like to feel like you're on a budget, maybe just call it a financial plan. And then you don't have to say, I'm on a budget. You could say, Well, my financial plan has this in it or whatever. Um, if you don't feel like using the term budget because it can be looked at negatively. But I love budgeting and I don't mind referring to it as my budget at all. So sometimes we might start to budget and then just not stick with it. And it could be that you feel like you're never able to come in on budget or maybe the process of tracking your spending against the budget is just too time consuming. Everyone's different in how they like to manage their money. Um, I really love to be detailed and track everything that goes in and out of my accounts. I had helped my son set up a similar system to mine, and he did stick with it for a while, but he couldn't keep up with it with the constant tracking. So something that seemed enjoyable to me was way too much for him to deal with. And it made me really see that what I see as the best method for me is definitely not the best method for everyone. But regardless of how detailed you want to get, it's important to have a budget and keep it maintained in some way. Um, If you've not been able to get budgeting to work for you, then maybe just consider a new method. Uh, today I was going to try and share some different methods that you might want to try if you feel like your current budget system isn't working for you. So the first one is called zero-based budgeting. This actually is good for someone that likes details. If you like, if you like really kind of looking at the details of your income and your expenses in a little bit more, um, more granularly. And then a zero based budget can really be good for you because with this, you really want to list out your income and then kind of create out all the expenses that you're going to have or you expect to have until you come down to zero. That's why it's called a zero based budget. You need to list out your income um, for the period that you're budgeting for. You could do it by paycheck, by month, or annually, and then you kind of know how much you have to work with. And then once you know how much you have to work with, you list out all of your expenses, things like living expenses for food, utilities, transportation, um, holidays, birthdays, vacations, entertainment, insurance bills, mortgage payments, property taxes, any monthly or annual memberships you might have. Things like car maintenance, home maintenance, Um, of course, a cushion for unexpected expenses because they always come up no matter how good you think you are at budgeting, something always comes up that you didn't expect. But you really want to list out all of the expenses that you expect to have that you're going to need to use that income for. And then you also want to list up the things you need to save for. Um, That could be things like sinking funds for future expenses or it could be long-term savings or investing or short-term savings for a vacation or some other financial goals. Um, once you have all of these expenses and savings goals listed out, you need to make sure that that comes down to zero and not to a negative number because if you, um, if your expenses exceed your income, then you're going to really need to see what can be adjusted out. Otherwise that's how people wind up ending in debt. So that's, that kind of gives you an opportunity to look at your budget and see, um, what it's telling you if you need to make adjustments. Now, if you, Do not really enjoy doing all of the details in this way as far as keeping up with it for tracking. It still can be a really good exercise to go through creating a zero-based budget just to kind of get an idea of what your situation is. And if you do need to maybe try to cut back spending in certain areas, even if you're not going to end up tracking to that budget. So another method of budgeting is called the percentage method. If you don't really want to get into the little details of how you're going to be spending your money, you might want to consider um, doing like a percentage method of budgeting. In this budget style, you create um, your budget by allocating money to each spending area based on a percentage of your income. So one way that you'll kind of see often um, if you look up percentage based, is 50, 30, 20 rule. So with that rule, you basically take 50% of your income to cover your needs, things like your mortgage payment, um, insurance, cell phone, gas, groceries, utilities, all those kind of things that are kind of fixed costs. Then 30% goes towards wants. Those could be things like dining out, paying for Netflix subscriptions, vacations, new clothing, things like that. And then 20% goes towards savings so that would be for things like retirement emergency funds and other long-term savings goals maybe for a new car in the future or major home improvement any things um, that you're gonna, going to be saving for. So those percentages obviously are just an example, and it would be adjusted based on your actual situation and your goals. If you want to save more than 20%, then maybe you do 30% savings and 20% um, wants, or maybe you can cut back on your living expenses, or you, know, you can kind of play with the percentages um, to, to kind of get you where you want to be. So once you have your percentages down, though, um, each time you get paid you would divide up your money based on um, those categories so that you know how much you have for needs, wants, and savings. Um, Using the percentage method kind of offers more flexibility and less tracking. But one downfall is that it can potentially lead to excess spending if you're not careful. Because if you decide you're going to spend 30% on wants, but you don't really need to spend 30% on wants. you might just kind of wind up thinking, Oh, well, I have this extra money, so let's buy this or that things that you might not necessarily have kind of purchased if you were kind of reined in a little bit more. So you just want to make sure that you're okay with the amount of money that you do have allocated and that you're spending, especially in that wants category. Um, so, like even though there is that one downfall of potentially um, you know, letting yourself overspending, as long as it's something that you're keeping on top of, this can still be a really great tool to make sure that your needs are met and that you're putting money towards savings um, and you don't have to get too much into the details. Obviously, you're still going to need to take an occasional look um, at your percentages to see um, what might need to be adjusted as cost or income amounts change, um, but that's going to be with any budget situation. So that could potentially be a good option that requires a little bit less detail. Another budget method is called pay yourself first. So a pay yourself first budget kind of focuses on putting money aside for your savings first. Um, The purpose of this budget style is really to make sure that the amount you want to put aside for savings is kind of prioritized before allowing yourself to access money for other things. So this, of course, involves creating a budget to determine how much you need for bills and other spending and how much can be dedicated to savings. Each time you receive income, a portion of that income goes to savings immediately. And that ensures that you don't don't end up spending that money on things that are not a priority to you. By not having access to that excess money because you put it right into your savings account, you'll be less tempted to spend it on other things such as eating out or making other unplanned purchases. So the key to this budget method is really making sure that you don't pull that money back out of your savings unless it's an emergency. The whole point is to get it out into savings right up front and then never having access to it again until you have the need to pull it out of the savings for whatever goal you were actually saving for. Once that money goes into savings, you really need to commit to leaving it there and sticking with the spending amounts that you have um, decided you could um, use your money for for those other expenses. Another really popular um, budget method that I'm sure most of you have heard of is called the cash envelope method. Um, this is basically um, a type of budgeting where you kind of add this technique on to your overall budget, you still need an overall budget um, to use the cash envelope method. Um, you have to create a budget to determine how much money you have available for various spending categories, because obviously everything is not going to be paid in cash. Like Things like your mortgage payment, property taxes, utilities, and other similar bills, you're not likely going to pay in cash so you have to make a budget to make sure you can cover those expenses but then as part of that budget process um, you you would need to determine how much you have available to spend on things such as groceries gas clothing um, and things like that that you could use cash for whatever amounts you've determined can be spent on those categories you take from the bank and you place it in various cash envelopes when the money's gone you stop spending in that category or you have to borrow from another um, category if necessary, but then that reduces the amount of spending you have available in that cash envelope. So you're going to run out of money of that cash sooner. A lot of people really like this method of budgeting because it really forces you to stay within your spending limits. If you stick to it, when the cash is gone, it's gone and you can't overspend. Um, It eliminates the need to track expenses because like I said, once the money's gone, you've reached your limit. Um, you can do this without using actual cash. Um, I kind of do something similar as part of my budget where I have money set aside for specific expenses out of my checking balance, and then when you spend those items, um, you subtract them out of that money that's set aside. But doing that does create a more tracking because it's not physical cash that's just gonna be gone. So if you want to do it really without tracking, Um, and you just want to do the physical cash, then you kind of have to do the envelope part of it. Um, But that definitely has been very successful for many people. Then um, there's sinking funds. So sinking funds aren't really necessarily a budget style, but they can really be used in combination with any of the budget styles that you that you feel are best for you, kind of as a tool to help you stick to your budget, and they really help you plan for irregular expenses. So with sinking funds, you consider those expenses that are going to be coming up in the future and you set money aside for them on a regular basis. You could do it at a really high level or you can get really detailed. It just depends on your personality and how you like to see um, the money um, laid out for what you're going to need in the future. But, like, for example, you can decide you need to save fifty dollars a week to cover all of these various type expenses as they come up, or you can get as detailed as saying, "I need ten dollars a week for clothing, five dollars a week for ordering out, twenty dollars for pet food, and so on. I like to get really detailed because it makes me feel better to see exactly what the savings are for. At least I know when I'm pulling the money, I still have enough left in the other categories to cover them. Um, But a lot of people do it just as one lump sum too. So it probably would be a good idea to at least get your weekly or monthly amount that you want to put aside um, by first calculating a detailed plan and then just taking a grand total and dividing that out um, so that at least you know you're kind of thinking through all of those things that might be coming up that you want to save for for the future. And what I mean by irregular expenses is things like maybe an annual vet vet, vet visit that you have once a year, and suddenly you're going to get hit with a bill for several hundred dollars that you didn't have anything set aside for, or um, car maintenance, or an annual insurance bill, or um, birthdays that happen throughout the year. Like things that don't occur on a regular monthly basis are the types of things you want to think about and set up a weekly savings for, because when those items come up. If you didn't save for them, where are you going to get that money from? That's what always used to mess up my budgets, always in the beginning, because I never saved up for those things. So like I said, that's a tool that you can really use with any budget that you're doing. Um, You can also just kind of create a simple budget format for um, budgets that have like very minimal expenses. Like I mentioned before, I had recently set up a new, um, more simplified budget format for my son. We took a look at his expenses and determined how much he was gonna need to keep in his checking at any given amount of time, assuming a regular paycheck every Friday, which is how he gets paid. Um, And since he only had a handful of budget categories that he really needed to plan for, we set up a really simple spreadsheet, which basically just shows his current checking balance. It minuses out his current credit card balance because he does use a credit card, but he pays it in full. Um, He actually has it set to pay in full um, automatically, you know, to pay the statement balance so that it doesn't pay any interest. Um, So part of his budget to see how much money he has available is to say, this is what I have in my checking, this is what I need to keep in my checking to pay for um, the things that are on the credit card that are gonna come out. And then he keeps a flat amount in there for gas, insurance, food, and personal spending that he might need and then whatever amount is left out of that balance goes into his savings. So he has a separate calculation to show how much goes into each savings um, category based on a percentage that we kind of already calculated in advance. So each Friday when he gets paid, he updates the spreadsheet to show his current checking balance, his current credit card balance, and then the rest of it calculates automatically for him. So that's working really well for him, and it would probably be a really good method for teens or young adults or anyone that doesn't have um, that many different categories of spending to keep track of. And then of course you can make up your own budget style. The the right way to do your budget is really just the way that works for you. Some people really love getting into the details and tracking expenses and others just wanna see how much is left so that they know what they can spend. So there's really no right answer um, to the best way to budget. Um, But if you wanna find a method of budgeting that you'll stick with, um, just kind of try different things out. Having a budget that you will keep up with can really make your life a lot less stressful because it will really greatly Um, Lower the likelihood that you're going to be wondering where your money went that you worked so hard for Uh, Budgeting is really just a method of managing your money So if you need to pull pieces from all the different types of methods to find something you like go ahead and create your own style It's really just about making sure that you'll be able to get the most out of the money you have available to you Without feeling like it was spent on things that weren't of any importance to you and you're not sure what happened to it So a couple of other tips just to add to this episode about budgeting is that even if you don't wanna track your expenses in detail, it's really a good idea to at least look through them occasionally to see what's coming out of your accounts because I'm always surprised when I hear that people have been paying for subscriptions they didn't even know they had because they never looked at what was coming out of their accounts. So that doesn't really require any tracking, that's just looking. Just look through and make sure you know what's coming out of your bank accounts. And if you haven't been keeping up with your budget or you never really even had one, um, like everything else, it's usually best to start small and just build up to something you're comfortable with keeping up with. I find tracking um, for a short amount of time each day is much easier than trying to look at my expenses weekly or monthly because I I actually just forget what I spent money on. If I'm trying to look at a receipt at something I bought from Target last week, I'm never going to remember what it was. But if it was yesterday, I'll remember. So for me, it's easier to track those On a daily basis for just 15 minutes, so that could be something that maybe works for you. Again, like I said, even if you don't want to track it against the budget, even if you're just kind of taking a quick look at it until you can establish some habits, that can be really helpful too. And if you, um, you know, if you're doing a less detailed form of tracking, then you're not going to need to look at it as often. Uh, But you definitely do want to take a a good look at least once in a while, because like I said, sometimes you wind up might have have expenses coming out that you don't even realize and it might not even be that you forgot it. it might be an error um like for example my daughters had put my i let them put my card into their door dash account and which i don't door dash myself it's ridiculously expensive but it's they're working for their money and i've given them my advice and they choose to do crazy things like order DoorDash and pay like I don't even know, like $15 for a taco from Taco Bell, but whatever. They occasionally do that, but my card was on their um, account, and somehow one of them signed up for a Dash Pass, which is like a monthly fee, and um, I didn't even know. we, We couldn't figure out how. Like We looked in the app. We couldn't figure out which one it was. It didn't seem to be set up, but it was, and it just kept coming out, and I had to keep fighting with DoorDash, but if I didn't look at that and keep track of or at least look at what was coming out of my account, I could have been paying like $10 a month for God knows how long. Um, just because of not paying attention. So even though it's not necessarily things that you signed up for, it could just be an error or two or something you just didn't know about. Um, so anyway, so that's, that's just something to kind of keep in mind, even just take a look if, even if you don't want to track in detail and then, you know, just start somewhere or pick an expense that you feel needs to be managed and focus on that to start with. If you feel like the whole budget process is overwhelming, just if you feel like you're spending too much on dining out or on, um, you know. Starbucks or whatever the the cost may be that you feel like you're probably spending too much on, then don't create a whole entire budget right now if it's too much for you. Just focus on that one expense. Because often what happens is once you get certain spending habits under control, it just kind of becomes part of your nature and the tracking doesn't need to be done um, as frequently or as often unless it's something you enjoy like I do, then you'll probably keep doing it. So that's it for today's episode. I hope this was helpful or motivating to you or gave you some ideas on different ways you can budget. I really thank you so much for listening and I will see you back here next week. So thank you for checking in for this podcast episode. And don't forget, you can always email me with any questions or suggestions at lolasfrugallife@gmail.com. at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Life. And you can find a blog post for most of my episodes, and definitely all of my meal plan episodes at lolasfrugallife.com. You can also join our private listeners group at facebook.com slash groups slash life. And if you enjoy the show, please make sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen from. And I would love it if you would screenshot the show and tag me on Instagram so I could see you're listening. Also, if you can please take a couple of seconds to rate and review the podcast, those ratings and reviews are what help the show come up better in search results so that other people can find this podcast. So that will really help me in growing my audience. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening and I hope you have an awesome day.